In his second letter to Timothy, the Apostle Paul writes these words, I charge you in the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who is to judge the living and the dead, and by his appearing and by his kingdom, preach the word. Be urgent, in season and out of season. Convince, rebuke, and exhort. Be unfailing in patience and in teaching. This is In Season and Out of Season, a Bible teaching ministry with Father Tom DiLorenzo. Good day, it's Father Tom and Anthony. We have a word from last night at our prayer meeting. Pat said that the Lord spoke to her that each person was an ember and the Holy Spirit was breathing upon the embers and there was a fire. And the Lord said that there would be revival starting with the Catholic Church. It's amazing. Anthony had a word about embers. Share it, Anthony. So when we were preaching, I also spoke out. I saw two things. I saw a portal of heaven, and I could sense angels coming out, up and out of it, like Jacob's ladder, ascending and descending. Then I saw embers of fire just falling down like rain. And you know, what it was, was the, it was the Holy Spirit, the spirit of fire, but it was the burning, the angels burning with the presence of God. And they were just dropping embers, releasing embers of fire. You know, we want that baptism of the fire. Fire consumes everything it touches. And we were being consumed in heaven yesterday at St. John's the Baptist in the basement. People were being set aflame. I prayed for a, a, a girl last night, and before I even got to her, she, the power of God was so strong, she was already weeping under the power. She received the Holy Spirit in a way she never had. You know, she was weeping and being touched by the Spirit of God. The prophetic gifts were working, you know. People's souls were being displayed and being read. Their destinies, their destinies, your destiny was being spoken because you have such a big destiny. But God wants us to speak on his fire. You know, around the throne of God, all day they are burning. The seraphim, the burning angels, and they just burn with the love in the presence of God. And when they come and inhabit this space, a room... On this earth, they carry God's presence. They carry God's fire. And they burn with his love. And we are, you are called to burn. You're called to burn with God's presence. Burn with his fire. Burn with his love. You know, there's nothing like the fire of God. We want it all be set ablaze. When, when we get baptized in the Holy Spirit, it's a baptism of fire. And it's a totally separate baptism as our water baptism. Our water baptism purifies us from original sin. It enters you into the kingdom of God. But there's a baptism of the Holy Spirit and fire, as Jesus said. And this is a sanctifying and purifying fire. The fire of God purifies us from all our sins, our anxieties, our pains. When you have a pain or a trauma that you can't let go, a sin that's in your life, it's not by might, it's not by power, it's by my spirit, says the Lord. And that Holy Spirit comes like a, it comes as fire. And Father, we just thank you for the fire of God. 
which you released from heaven onto this earth. And we just pray that we want to burn with your fire, burn with the embers of your Holy Spirit, burn like the angels around the throne room with that fire of God proclaiming holy, holy, holy. And I thank you, Lord, that even as I speak of your fire, you're releasing it through the radio onto every single person. And you are sovereignly right now baptizing some people in the Holy Spirit and fire. We've been predisposed. You have been predisposed to earth at this time. The kingdom of God is here. It is closer than it's ever been. And there are gifts which are being bestowed upon the earth that for 2,000 years, every saint wished they could live at the time you're living in. And you're predisposed to receive the fire of God, to be activated in the kingdom of God, to walk in the same power as Jesus did through the gift of the Holy Spirit. We have the ministry of angels that Jesus sends, and we live on earth as we as it is in heaven. We've been praying the Our Father for 2,000 years. Jesus gave us that prayer, but we've been calling down the kingdom. Every day as you pray the Our Father, you're calling down the kingdom of God. And when Jesus was on that cross, he not only drew earth to heaven, but he, he was suspended between heaven and earth. He tore the veil and he drew heaven onto this earth and he merged the two together. So now we are living in mystical union with all of heaven, with all of the angels. We're in constant prayer with all of the saints. And God's fire is pouring out upon you now. And all you have to do is receive it. Fire of God, come, come, O holy fire. Burn out all the unholy fire within us. Burn out all the unholy fire within us. By your grace, by your grace, by your grace. I'm looking at Acts 12, and the Word of God says, about the time that King Herod laid violent hands upon some who belonged to the church. He had James, the brother of John, killed with the sword. After he saw that it pleased the Jews, he proceeded to arrest Peter also. This was during the Feast of Unleavened Bread. When he had seized him, he put him in prison and handed him over to four squads of soldiers to guard Peter and to bring him out to the people after the Passover. While Peter was kept in prison, the church prayed fervently to God for him. What were they praying? They were praying that he would be released. The church was praying fervently to God for Peter. And you know what? Listen to what's going to happen. That very night before Herod was going to bring him out, Peter, bound with two chains, was sleeping between two soldiers while guards in front of the door were keeping watch over the prison. Suddenly, an angel of the Lord appeared, and the light of God shone in the cell. He tapped Peter on the side and woke him up, saying, Get up quickly. And the chains fell off his wrists. The angel said to him, 
fasten your belt and put on sandals, he did so. Then he said to him, wrap your cloak around you and follow me. This is happening. And you know what? Peter doesn't believe it. He thinks it's a vision. But this has happened in reality. Let's continue. Peter went out and followed the angel. He did not realize that it was really happening with the angel's help was real. He thought he was seeing a vision. After they had blessed the first and the second guard, they came before the iron gate leading into the city. It opened for them of its own accord, and they went outside and walked along a lane when suddenly the angel left him. Then Peter came to himself and said, Now I am sure that the Lord has sent his angel and rescued me from the hands of Herod and from all the Jewish people who were expecting. As soon as he realized this, he went to the house of Mary, the mother of John, whose other name was Mark, John Mark, where many had gathered, and there they were praying. What do you think they're praying for? For the release of Peter. They're praying for the release of Peter. When Peter knocked at the outer gate, a maid called Rhoda came to answer. On recognizing Peter's voice, she was so overjoyed that instead of opening the gate, she ran in and announced that Peter was standing at the gate. They said to her, you are out of your mind. This is the church that's praying for the release of Peter and says to Rhoda, you're out of your mind. He's in jail. You see, when we ask God for something and he does it, we praise God, not say it would have happened anyway. That's the devil. When we ask God for something and he does it, we need to say, thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. There was a man last night that said that the doctor said he was cured of high blood pressure and diabetes. And diabetes. This wonderful. And what do we say to that? Thank you, Jesus. Not, oh, what would have happened anyway. Let's continue. They said to her, you are out of your mind. But she insisted that it was so. They said, it is an angel. Therefore, Peter continued knocking. And when they opened the gate, they saw him and were amazed. He motioned to them with his hand to be silent and described for them how the Lord had brought him out of prison. And he added, tell this to James and all the other believers. Then he left and went to another place. When morning came, there was no small commotion among the soldiers over what had become of Peter. When Herod had searched for him and could not find him, he examined the guards and ordered them to be put to death. Then Peter went down from Judea to Caesarea and stayed there. When we ask God for something and he does it, we don't say, well, you know, it could have been anyway. The church was praying ardently for the release of Peter, and they don't believe it. They don't believe it. Rhoda, you're out of your mind. Rather than, let's go and see. Our prayers are being answered. 
one of the great things of God is that he hears and answers prayer. He hears your prayer and answers prayer. He's God Almighty. He knows how to do things. We just left to be in his presence. God hears and answers prayer. As Catherine Kuhlman used to say, as long as God is still on the throne and he hears and answers prayer and your faith in him is intact, everything is going to come out all right. Everything. I tell you how we need to pray for things and when they happen, how we need to adore the Lord, to praise the Lord, to worship the Lord, to thank the Lord, how we need to do that. We don't want to be what they did to Rhoda. You're out of your mind. You're out of your mind. She wasn't out of her mind. She saw Peter. She saw Peter. Peter was released from jail by an angel of the Lord. Oh God, how we need angels now. How we need angels to visit us. Angels from heaven. Angels that are from the throne of God. I don't want other angels. I want the angels that are before the throne of God. Yeah, you know, I want to live a Christian life where, like Rhoda, where people think I'm a little out of my mind. Because to, to experience the goodness of God and experience these supernatural things, people may think you're out of your mind. But it's just the truth. We want to walk in the fullness of truth. The same, the same angels that were in the Bible are here today. The same miracles that were in the Bible are here today. You know, there were angels who visited us last night. And when you gather as an assembly, they're very clear. But you all have a guardian angel. He, your guardian angel has saved you many times in your life where you could have been hurt or bad things could happen to you. As we have an awareness to the supernatural, as we have awareness that we're living in union with heaven, then we become more cognizant of what's going on and, and we become more wide open for these graces to come to us. You know, I, no prayer you have ever said, ever said has not been heard from God. God hears every prayer. And you know, sometimes God's time is not our time. But we persevere and you never give up. You never give up. You know, and it's so important that we give worship and praise and adoration to God when he answers prayer. We say, well, that wouldn't have happened. That would have happened anyways. Come on. If God didn't let us, we wouldn't have our next breath. Well, I wouldn't be able to say one word. I couldn't breathe. Nothing happens outside the will of God. Everything that happens in your life is a gift from God. And, you know, we know that God, our God is a jealous God. He's jealous because he loves you so much. He created you out of love for companionship. When we asked Father Tom, who is Jesus to you? He said, my companion. And, you know, it's so true and it's so holy. Jesus is our companion. He wants you to invite him into everything of your life. Jesus wants you to invite him into every anxiety, pain, good, bad, indifferent. 
He wants to live in union with you, in friendship with you. You have a companion in Jesus who he's there with you in the car. He's looking down upon you. There's never a second in your life that escapes him. He gave you his Holy Spirit, which dwells in you and leads you into all truth. He give, he's given us the saints and the angels, which are serving, which are praying alongside you and serving with us, you know. God is so good, and he just deserves to be adored today. He deserves to be believed today. He adores to be worshipped today, and we don't, we can't truly love what we don't know. You cannot love what you don't know. So to read these words, hear these stories, understand the God we serve, because Jesus is the same today, tomorrow, forever. He was the same in the Bible. These spiritual truths are the same. To understand that you have all of heaven for you, you have the ministry of angels for you, allows you to better know the God you serve. And in turn, it allows him you to better love him. It's really interesting that we haven't changed. That we said, Rhoda, you're out of your mind. It's very interesting. Then don't pray at all. But if you pray, expect that there would be an answer. I remember uh, Zechariah and Elizabeth. They had stopped praying for a son. But the prayer was ever before the throne of God. She was gone into her change of lifetime. But before the throne of God was their prayer for a son. Before the throne of God are our prayers. Our prayers have a life of their own before the throne of God. Do you know that today? You say, but God doesn't listen to me. He's too busy. Then your God is not God. Your God is not God. Our God not only listens, but answers. Our God not only answers, but directs. Oh, yes. I'm reading now the 12th chapter of Acts, verse 20. Now Herod was angry with the people of Tyre and Sidon. So they came to him in the body and after winning over Blastus, the king's chamberlain, they asked for reconciliation because their country depended on king's country for food. On an appointed day, Herod put on his royal robes. I want you to know, Herod was out of his mind. <laughs> he took his seat on the platform and delivered a public address to them. The people kept shouting, the voice of God, and not a mortal, they were saying. And immediately, because he had not given glory to God, an angel of the Lord struck him down, and Herod was eaten by worms and died. But the word of God continued to advance and gain adherence. Then after completing their mission, Barnabas and Saul returned to Jerusalem and brought with them John whose other name was Mark. I tell you, Herod was crazy. He's out of his mind. But they were saying, he is a God. And an angel of the Lord came and struck him dead. We're only human beings. Amen. That's all we are. As I often said, 
The best of men are men at best. The best of men are men at best. That's real. If you don't want to be sexist, the best of women are women at best. You don't depend upon the voice of Father Tom. You depend upon the voice of God. And if Father Tom is speaking the word of God, your heart knows that. I had a man come to me yesterday, and he said, I never knew that Cornelius's prayers, as well as his arms, his money, was before the throne of God. I never knew that the money that we are generous with is before the throne of God. He said, you people taught me that. I said, no, the Lord taught you that. The Lord taught you that's wonderful. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. Now in the church of Antioch, there were prophets and teachers. Barnabas, Simeon, who was called Niger, Lucius the Cyrene, Menenin, a member of the court of Herod, the ruler. We can see that the believers are even entering into the king's court. And Saul, while they were worshiping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, Set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work which I have called them to do. Then after fasting and praying, what do you think they're going to do? They laid hands on them and sent them off. The laying on of hands and sent them off with the community's blessing. How we need to know that it's in the community that we are blessed. It's in the church that we are blessed. How we need to know that God has plans for us, plans to give us a future and a hope. So being sent by the Holy Spirit, they went down to Seleucia, and from there they sailed to Cyprus. When they arrived at Salamis, they proclaimed the word of God in the synagogues to the Jews. Why? Because the gospel is to the Jew first and then to the Gentile. And they had John also to assist them. Now when they had gone through the whole island as far as Paphos, they met with a certain magician, a Jewish false prophet named Bar-Jesus. He was with proconsul Sergius and Paulus, an intelligent man who summoned Barnabas and Saul and wanted to hear the word of God. But the magician Elimas, or that is translated of his name, opposed them and tried to turn the proconsul away from the faith. But Saul, also known as Paul, filled with the Holy Spirit, looked intently at him and said, You are a son of the devil. You are an enemy of the righteous, full of all deceit and villainy. Will you not stop making crooked the straight paths of the Lord? That takes guts. That takes guts. And now listen, the hand of the Lord is against you, and you will be blind for a while, unable to see the sun. Immediately mist and darkness came over him, 
and he went about groping for someone to lead him by the hand. When the proconsul saw what had happened, he believed, for he was astonished at the teaching about the Lord. What do you think they were teaching? That our Lord Jesus Christ died for our sins. That our Lord Jesus Christ was buried. That our Lord Jesus Christ rose from the dead. That's what they were preaching. They were not preaching some words. They said to the magician, you're wrong. You're an idiot. You're not with God. You're with another spirit. Be converted. Be converted. How we all need to be converted. Regina Celi, Regina Celi, Leitare, Leitare, Alleluia. Regina Celi, Regina Celi, Leitare, Leitare, Alleluia. Quia quem meruisti, meruisti portare, Alleluia, Alleluia. Resurrexit, sit condixit, resurrexit, sit condixit, Alleluia, Alleluia. Ora, ora, pronobis Deum. Ora, ora, pronobis Deum, Regina Celi, Regina Celi, Leitare, Leitare, Alleluia. I need to hear from people so that we can pay our bills. Our bills are extraordinary every month. And if you are blessed by these broadcasts, write Father Tom, Post Office Box 602, East Boston, Mass, 02128. That's Father Tom, Post Office Box 602, East Boston, Mass, 02128. Oh, Mary, Mother of God, pray for us now, for the Lord Jesus has been raised from the dead. Hallelujah, hallelujah. God bless you. This has been In Season and Out of Season with Father Tom DiLorenzo. A tape of this week's series of messages is available to you with a donation when you write to this new address, Father Tom DiLorenzo, P.O. Box 602, East Boston, Mass., 02128. Please make a note of it. And remember that this ministry is supported only by the donations of listeners, so please help as the Lord leads you. That new address again is Father Tom DiLorenzo, P.O. Box 602, East Boston, Mass., 02128. And be sure to listen again next time for In Season and Out of Season. Oh.